This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. It's your boy Adam Epstein here up until 12 noon. And you can find me on all social media platforms at AWOD Radio. DC United, who plays just a few blocks away at Audi Field. Uh, You can catch them in action next Saturday, September 11th at 7 p.m. And a pretty good season so far, sitting in 7th in the Eastern Conference standings. And joining me on the hotline right now, my guy, defender for DC United, Stephen Birnbaum. What's going on, Stephen? Thanks for joining me again. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be on here. Absolutely, man. Uh, always looking forward to talking to you. And it's been a pretty successful season so far. Why don't you let the audience know, what do you think has been a couple of the keys to the success this season? Yeah, obviously, you know, we got a, we have a new coach this year in Hernan Lozada, who's yeah. kind of... Uh, integrated his new style of play, which is definitely more energetic and they, on like, the front they're calling foot. calling it like Losada ball. I, I, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure, but it's it's definitely more um, a high pressing style, and it's uh, entertainment for the fans. You know, everyone I've talked to said that it's just really entertaining to watch and, and fun because it's you know it's a style of play that just creates a ton of chances for for our team, and um, we're scoring a lot more goals this year and. Um, you know, kind of trying to make mistakes for the other team in their half. So um, it's definitely exciting, and, you know, the team's taken to it. It took us a little bit, but now we're, we're kind of finding our rhythm. Absolutely. And uh, on the MLS website, uh, when you type in Stephen Birnbaum, it says, durable leader with terrific defensive instincts. I love that about you. And often among the league leaders in headed clearances. And I think the first time uh, you, you kind of popped across my TV screen uh, was when I ha- saw you have a huge header uh, for the U.S. men's national team. And uh, for people that don't know you or haven't seen you play much here in, in D.C., man, t- t- tell them about what some of your strengths are there on the pitch besides, you know, the headers that we've seen you do in the past. <laughs> yeah, I think you touched on it right there. I mean, that's kind of what I've, uh, you know, prided myself on throughout my career is to win every aerial duel. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big thing as a center back, you know, in my position is to defend the box and make sure that those big forwards don't, don't, uh, head the, head the ball into the goal. So I have to, you know, clear it away first, but it's also on the attacking side is the score, like you said, against, uh, the, when, when I was playing for the U S so, um, you know, I think it's a lot of it just positionally. And, um, you know, I've taken to a leadership role with this team, um, over the years and, uh, in my position, I can see the whole field. So it's just all about communicating and, putting people in the right position so that I don't have to do more running, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and and as a center back, with, with what you talk about with Hernan Lozada's kind of style of play here, it's a lot more offensive, and, and a lot of times you're starting the attacks there from the back, as a lot of the successful soccer clubs do as they start from the back there. How, how do you kind of see the offense take place here as sometimes you're the outlet pass there to a winger who brings it upfield or to a midfielder? How does it uh, kind of play out in your mind? Yeah, it's kind of cool because, you know, we he, he wants us to play in a certain way, and it's nice because we get to, you know, kind of dictate the flow of the game and, and, like you said, start from the back. But, you know, once we get it up into the midfield, it's not really coming back to us there. You know, it's a kind of vertical game that we play, and um, it's fun to get those guys uh, watching. You know, the, the, the center backs kind of get to watch and, and watch our forwards do the thing and score the goals. But, you know, on the, the opposite side, you know, we're kind of, you know, forced with the task to defend a lot of open space now because we're playing such an attacking uh, attacking style of play. So it uh, puts a lot of onus on us to, you know, make sure that they don't score the goals in that in, in transition. So at a big part of the season here where you got two games Saturday and Wednesday and, you know, you guys are a strong club this year and the next two games against Chicago and the New York Red Bull are sitting down at the bottom of the standings. So these are, I'm going to say it, these are a, a big chance here for you guys to get six points in two games. What do you guys, What do you think the team needs to do well in the next two games to come away with victories? 
Yeah, that's exactly it. You know, these are two games that are must wins for us so that we can, you know, push ourselves up the table. And um, whenever we play Red Bull, it's a, it's a scrappy game. They play a very vertical game as well, and it's just high pressing. So you know it's going to be um, pretty intense. And, and on the, the flip side, uh, Chicago plays a little bit prettier, and they want to possess the ball a lot. So we have to be patient and wait for our, our chance to, to, to win the ball in their half and then, and then create some chances of our own. So two completely different teams that we're going to play against. But like you said, you know, it's a, it's a good chance for us to pick up six points and, and moves, our, moves ourselves you know, higher up the table and create separation between these teams because, you know, you know MLS, it's, it's easy to, to slip points. And, you know, if you get on the roll, it's, you know, you can, you can get that momentum going into playoffs. Absolutely. And uh, this segment is for all the soccer fans in the DMV, all the fans of the Screaming Eagles out there that have been supporting DC United. Uh, and, and one of the things that I thought was interesting this offseason was getting Andy Nahar back. What, what is it meant to the team to get him back on the team? He you know, was successful for a long time a few years ago uh, and then went away, and now he's back on the team. Uh, what kind of impact is he having? Yeah, it's been great. You know, it's been awesome to play with him back there, and he's he's been great since he's come back to us. And, you know, not always been injury-free, which has been amazing. So um, it's great to have him back in the district, and he's doing so well for us. So, um, yeah, I'm happy to have him back there, and, and he, he's a great guy and a great teammate. And uh, another part of the offense uh, that is huge is you need a you need a central defensive midfielder who's going to win the ball back for you guys. I like to say for I, I, for my team it's Chelsea. That's N'Golo Conte. For you guys, that's yeah. Russell Canoose. And, and he's been spectacular this year. He had a goal as well. But he's been such a good guy as being like that horse in the midfield that it is isn't a, afraid to put his body on the line uh, to slide tackle and to win the ball back. And what's it like playing with him this season? He, he's been having a great year. Well, that's exactly it. I think, you know, he's, he's the guy that's going to do the dirty work and he's going to, you know, bang some heads in there and, and make sure that he, he wins the ball and doesn't get back, you know, doesn't get into to our defense. So um, it's been awesome to watch him play and he's thriving in the system. So it's, it's great. And, you know, I love having him in front of me because I don't have to worry as much. So, um, yeah, and he's, he's getting in the tackle more, which is nice. So he can get a couple goals here and there. And, um, yeah, to have him, have him back there with us is great. Yeah, it's abs- It's really cool. Joining me on the hotline right now is Stephen Birnbaum, who is the defender for DC United, and you're also Mister DC now because uh, I, I did hear that you have become the seventh all-time in club appearances uh, for DC United. You've been on the team the longest of anyone on the team right now, Mister DC. What does that mean to you, man? I mean, how proud of you uh, of all the time you played here for DC United? Yeah, it's been great. You know, I was drafted by this club, you know, back in 2014. And, um, you know, I started my family out here. I met my wife and, you know, now I have two kids and you awesome. kind of created a life. So it's, uh, you know, we lived in downtown DC for a long time and, you know, I got to know the city really well and I'm um, really taken to it. So, you know, we, this is what we call home and we love DC and, um, you know, my family's here and, and we're, we're, we're excited to be here. I try and give all the guys the hot spots in the area. So, <laughs> um, I'm kind of becoming that older guy of the group, which is kind of weird, but no, I'm enjoying it, and we're uh, we're happy to be playing at Audi. That's so that's so cool, man. Really good stuff as always. And uh, I do have to ask you because you've been on this team, like you said, for a long time. You were on this club when Wayne Rooney went here, and that was craziness with the media. Everyone dying to get into a question uh, for Wayne Rooney. It was tough as hell. Believe me, I was there covering some of those games to get into a question. Uh, but now you've got a different striker, Ola Kamara. Can, can you kind of explain the differences between the two? Because he's been successful in his own right. Even though he hasn't been the style that Wayne Rooney has been, he's still scoring goals. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ola's a great finisher, and you, he, if he's going to get a chance in the box, he's going to finish it. So, um, no, we're, he's been on fire this year, and we're happy to have him. And yeah, just two different styles styles of play. Like I said, Ola's kind of you know that number nine that's going to stay up top and poach and make sure that he's going to get get a, a touch on the ball to, to score to score it. And and Wayne likes to came, come back into the midfield sometimes and kind of dictate play, which is uh, which is awesome too. So just two different types of styles. And um, no, we're we're lucky to have both of them. And Ola's doing great for us this year. Absolutely. Steven Birnbaum, my guest right now on the hotline. And I know you had to overcome an ankle injury early this year. And we talk about football a lot on this on this program here, obviously, the Washington football team. And we just spent the last segment talking about the top 10 power rankings uh, for the preseason in the NFL. 
Uh, want, want to know your thoughts on this upcoming season, but I also heard that you had to travel to Green Bay to have the Pac- Packers doctors operate on your ankle earlier this year. What was that like, man? I did, yeah. I had uh, I had two ankle surgeries at the beginning of this year. Um, yeah, pretty scary. It took a while to to recover. Um, yeah, first was up in Baltimore, then the second one I went to the the uh, Green Bay um, Packers doctor up in uh, up in Green Bay, and it was uh, with Dr. Anderson who did a phenomenal job and. Um, that was an un- unbelievable place, and I'd love to go to a football game up there. I'm a big football fan, so I'd love to see uh, you know, a game up in, in Lambeau. That would be pretty cool, and what an unbelievable stadium that is. Yeah, absolutely. I've been talking about that on my list of places to travel this year. Obviously, I'm a big Washington football team fan, so there's a chance I might go to Lambeau this year. There's a chance I might try to go to Vegas to see the Vegas Raiders, or there's a chance <laughs> there I go, go to Dallas uh, for, for that one. Who, who's the team that you support most in the NFL? Yeah, I'm a Rams fan. I'm from uh, California, so when I was growing up, the Rams were in L.A., and then my family's from St. Louis, so um, when they moved out there, we're St. Louis, and then, you know, now that they're back in L.A., i got to rep them, so. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm a Rams Rams guy, but, you know, I'm also a Washington football guy, so I'm excited for their season this year. Um, I love Ron Rivera. He's a Cal Cal guy. I went to Cal, so um, I'm excited for, for, you know, their defensive play as well. It's awesome. That's awesome. That's really cool. And so uh, a few months ago on my show, I had Russell Canoose on the show, and we were just kind of talking about what you guys have done off the pitch to get to get together as a team, uh, to get to know each other more. And he said you guys went foot golfing, and that was that's one of my favorite things. I actually just went last week again, and uh, don't ask me about my score. I, could, I didn't hit one birdie. <laughs> uh, basically, I hit the ball into the woods three times. Which was better than the time that I, I hit it, it into the water. Uh, but uh, so you've played foot golf. What kind of other things are you doing off the field with the guys? Yeah, I'm a big. I'm also just a. Real, I love golfing in general. So I love you know if I have an off day, my my goal is to get out and play some golf, um, just to be outside. And I, I love I love golf. And also, I'm not sure if Russell told you we're we're pretty into fantasy football as well. So oh, really, you know we got a big we got a big group of guys in our locker. I think we got twelve a twelve man league this year and. Um, it's always pretty competitive, so that's fun. And, and then, yeah, we're just, uh, yeah, we, we enjoy, uh, each other's company. So I think golf and fantasy football stuff is the biggest things that we do. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a sleeper in fantasy football right now that you have an eye, your eye on? I'm not, I'm not disclosing that. No, people <laughs> listening, I can't, you know, if my teammates are listening, uh, the draft's coming up, we're doing our draft on Tuesday. So I can't, I can't let anyone know my inside, <laughs> my inside tracks. Absolutely, uh, Stephen Birnbaum here on the show from DC United, uh, and you've had you played uh, you've played plenty of times before for the U.S. Men's National Team. And coming up next segment, I am going to preview their game tonight against Canada. Uh, so why don't you set the tone for my audience here? What are your thoughts on the team after their tie against El Salvador and moving forward in World Cup qualifications? Please tell me you think we're going to be making the World Cup. I think we are. I think we got a great group of guys. I think the team is so talented this year. I think uh, people don't realize how hard it is to go down to these countries and, and compete, and it's just not it's not an easy task. So um, to get a point there and, and then, um, you know, come back, and, you know, we have a game against Canada, which is huge, huge tonight for us, and I think they're going to set the tone and, and make a statement. So I'm excited. I love watching the team and watching them play. It's, it's, uh, it's great to support your country, and, um, you know, they're – we're going to qualify this year. I have no doubt about it. That's awesome, man. Really great stuff. Before I let you go, i got to get your last thoughts here on this, what I'm calling the craziest transfer window of all time. I cannot believe it. <laughs> Messi switches from Barcelona. He goes to PSG. You think they've got the team of the century there. Uh, if Mbappe stays, Mbappe stays and plays with him, Neymar, uh, and Messi, and then Ronaldo says, you know what? A couple years in Italy, I'm done. I'm going back to Man United, back where he played uh, when he was a younger lad. Uh, what did you think of that uh, that crazy transfer window? And tell me who you think is going to win Champions League, because after all that, I still think it's going to be Pep Guardiola, who wants revenge from Chelsea last year. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's been the wildest transfer window I can think of. Um, and just to have those big names go to these crazy, you know, huge clubs. And I love that Ronaldo went back to Man United in the Premier League. He's you know what, 36 years old, and he's still, you know, you know, the best, if not the best, in the world. And um, you know, Messi going to PSG, it's it's unbelievable. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I think it's between those three teams. I, I think United's got a good squad this year. You know, you know, they got Brain back there now too with McGuire. So um, that's a big partnership that I'm looking forward to watching this year. And uh, you know, I, I hope they do well. I'm, I'm excited to see those two teams. Well, 
you know, battle it with Man City and then, you know, PSG, obviously, like you said, if Mbappe stays, I think, obviously, they got probably the most talented front line in, in any league yeah. ever. And and they signed <laughs> Ramos. So it's like, you know, two yeah. Real Madrid backs went to both those teams. I think the big thing for Man United is that it's a contract year for Paul Pogba, and I think he's going to ball out like he did in the Euro Cup. And, and he when he's spraying balls all over the field, I mean, his team is world-class. So it's going to be great to watch, man. And I'm, I'm looking forward to following DC United for the rest of the season. So go get him next weekend, man. Get three points, man. I appreciate you hopping on the show. Will do. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me, all right? Yeah, man. Take care. That's Steven Birnbaum, defender for DC United. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to 106.7. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fan. Thanks to Stephen Birnbaum of DC United, who you heard last segment talking about DC United soccer and the MLS. And we also gave a little preview for U.S. men's national team against Canada, 8 p.m. And that's a huge game tonight as part of World Cup qualifying, especially after the 0-0-0-0 draw to El Salvador. They also also have a game Wednesday at 10.30. So three games in seven days, which means they definitely won't be able to use the same roster. There'll be guys uh, replacing each other. And these are huge matchups in World Cup qualifying as there's eight spots. They call it the Ocho, uh, competing for just two guaranteed World Cup uh, spots and then one qualifier that will get you uh, It'll get you into the next round. Uh, you'll end up having to play a team from, from probably Asia uh, to secure a spot into the World Cup. So first or second place is the most important thing. And right now, first place is held by Mexico because they won their first match and they're going to be the toughest opponent for the U.S. But Canada is very tough as well, uh, and that's who the U.S. plays at 8 p.m. tonight. And so here's my thing is I thought the U.S. showed some flashes in the game against El Salvador. Sean, you watched the game, so feel free to chime in as well. The first 10 minutes of that game, they attacked, 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 but they couldn't get a goal. And, and that's such an issue in soccer is when you have a first strong 10 minutes and it looks like you're you're getting all these crosses and all these chances, but if you don't score, the other team starts growing in confidence. Hey, man, it's been 20 minutes, still 0-0. We still got a shot. And that's what happened for El Salvador. They grew in confidence. They grew into the game. And they ended up fighting for a draw in which U.S., I guess, has to be happy on their first road game in qualifying of this cycle, getting a point. But they also know it was a missed opportunity with Honduras and Canada being much tougher opponents. And Mexico, Mexico got a win, so they sit at the top of the group. So I don't know about you, Sean, but I would say... It's okay they got a draw, but it makes this one a must-win against Canada. Definitely a must-win. Like Clint Dempsey said, um, what did he say earlier? And when about, did we ever beat El Salvador? El Salvador and El Salvador. In El Salvador. Of, right, exactly. So I'll, say, I'll take the point. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to be keep settling for points. Like you said, we need three points instead of one. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's going to be a tough battle against Canada. They've got a lot of talent. Uh, most notably, uh, their left-back Davies, who plays – 
for Bayern Munich. That's your team, right? My team, my boy, my Canadian. Uh, I mean, he's killer, Alfonso Davies. How is he so good and not American? <laughs> right. One of the fastest players I've seen. Right. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, so hopefully Christian Pulisic returns for the USA, but they're going to need more from Josh Sargent up top. If he's going to start at striker again, he's got to get one into the back of the net. He's got to be on target with his shots. He's been great for his club play. He's getting minutes for Norwich and scoring goals, but with America, he's yet to show that special touch in front of net. The team is missing a goal scorer uh, for sure. And in midfield, I think they have their battler in Weston McKinney, who plays for Juventus. He steals the ball back. He brings it upfield for them. Tyler Adams does a great job winning the ball back and setting up the attacks. But they're missing a creative piece because out wide they have that with Gio, Gio Reyna, uh, the son of the uh, great legend Claudio Reyna, who played for uh, the U.S. men's national team. Gio Reyna provides that creativity and width and strength but I think they can get stronger in the midfield when they win possession back and not turn it over right away. And that that's what happened against El Salvador, El Salvador a ton of times was they, they won it back and then they turned it over right away. Or the ball was just, it was like clumbled together in like a five-yard stretch where one guy would try to beat his guy and he get tackled and then we tackle it right back. And it was ugly. And I was watching the, friend, the game with my friend Steven who played college soccer and we both agreed... It kind of looked like a U.S. college soccer game. Like, it didn't really look like professionals out there. There were so many turnovers. The game was played in little 10 or 15-yard pockets instead of all over the field. There were no crazy switches across the field to open up play. There wasn't too much room for counterattacks. And too many players looked like they weren't prepared to play this CONCACAF style, which we've seen as a U.S. men's soccer team fan for a long time. The style of play is they're going to hack at your legs. Strong tackles, tactical fouls. Uh, it's 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 kind of similar to what we saw in Argentina against Brazil uh, for the South American championships, where it's just they're not going to let you take the ball up all the way upfield. They're going to tackle you. They're going to go, come at your ankles. And one of the guys in particular that I noticed that from was Serginio Dest. Serginio Dest, who is not just good, he's great. He shines for Barcelona in La Liga. But he's also surrounded by some of the best players in the world when he plays for Barcelona, right? So I think that's the thing is you have to understand that these guys are playing a different style of play. He's a winger that pushes forward and plays, takes on defenders, but he was getting attacked he was getting hacked. They were all over his feet and ankles, and he kind of got pushed over. I need him to fight more, to play through the fouls, and show his talent level. We all know it's way ahead of his opponent, but you couldn't see it on display because he, he let them get into his head with the hard tackles. Hopefully, him seeing a guy like Christian Pulisic back in the lineup who plays well in England and knows how to play through fouls like that, hopefully that'll give Dest more confidence as well because I think an early goal and an early uh, shining from Serginho Dest could change the entire outcome of this match. I'm looking like for John Brooks, who plays in Europe, to get back into the lineup and start at the center back position. Uh, because, again, there's three games in seven days. So I think there will be times where one guy is not going to be able to play all three games. You're going to have to use your bench. They're going to need super subs like Kellen Acosta, who I liked last game to make a huge difference. So, Sean, my prediction is USA to win 2-1. to one. I think Canada has the talent to get a goal in the net. Hopefully, USA will be forced to push forward and will be successful if Christian Pulisic can play at least 45 minutes tonight. I agree, 2-1 to one as well. But you, um, is it fair to say that the weakness for USA like internationally has always been the striker play? Yeah, I, I think you could say that. Yeah, like Ever since, like... I mean, Josie Altidore never stayed fully healthy. He was the right. best striker we had for a long time. And Wadalowski missed an, an open goal against, uh, I want to say, Portugal, like way back. Yeah, and probably another one against Trinidad Tobago, and that's the reason <laughs> we didn't make the freaking World Cup last time. I mean, how embarrassing is it that Trinidad and Tobago is the reason America didn't make the World Cup? And you get these like small countries like Costa Rica, not just going to the World Cup, but winning games. I mean, we've got it. We've got it. As, as America... For a soccer, we have to be up there with Mexico. If we're not one two with Mexico, it's a fail. And and for for them to put out rankings and put us top ten in the world, those rankings are garbage. All right, those rankings had us ahead of Netherlands and Denmark. Uh, did you not see Denmark without Christian Eriksen make it to the yeah, semis? I mean, are you kidding me? America's not top ten, not top ten. We couldn't beat El Salvador on the road. We drew them. Canada at home 
It's a must-win game. It's a winnable game. I think we get the win 2-1. Adam Epstein here on 106.7 The Fan. When I return, it's time for the hit segment that everyone and their grandma is talking about. That's called Splash Some Cash. Next on The Fan. DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. I'm your host, Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Weekend Radio. And so I teased that before the segment here, before the commercial break, that it was time for the hit segment. Everyone's talking about splash some cash. And guys, this is your chance to win some money by listening to 106.7 The Fan. Drop the beat. Here we go, Sean. It's time to splash some cash with Adam Epstein. All right, this week, I'm giving you three plays that you can do today. We're going to splash some cast and win it fast here on 106.7 The Fan. This segment is for the sports gamblers who are looking for the best plays of the weekend. And guys, let's get things started with the U.S. Open men's tennis, okay? Here we got Francis Tiafo to beat Felix Aguero-Elisame. Tiafo is plus 164. Tiafo coming off a big five-set victory where he got some momentum. Elisame coming off of a five-setter. A tough five-setter in which he barely escaped against number 18 in the world, Roberto Batista Agu. But here's my rationale, okay? This is the best Francis Tiafo has played in his life. He's on fire. The DMV local is feeling himself up in New York at the U.S. Open. He's playing in front of a very U.S. proud crowd. They're going to be cheering him on against the young Canadian. And I say young Canadian because I think Francis Tiafo. Struggles against the veterans in tennis. You get the Djokovic's, Diego Schwartzman, Gael Monfils, uh, Dennis Shapovalov. Those veterans give Tiafo a hard time. But Elisame, the 21-year-old from Canada, Tiafo's going to be the vet in this situation, and he's going to—he has the experience of playing under the lights of the U.S. Open, playing prime time at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York. I have Tiafo winning the match tonight at plus 164. Of the U.S. Open. You can catch that at 7 p.m. Splash some cash, baby. Here we go. Next up, NCAA football tonight. Notre Dame against Florida State. A lot of people have been asking the football gods, can the ACC get stronger? I'm just tired of it being a one-team league now with Clemson dominating. I'm hoping Virginia Tech can be strong all season long. And I want Florida State to get their dominance back. And I think that could start week one. I like Florida State... Plus seven and a half points at minus 122 against Notre Dame. Look, I, I would not be surprised if Florida State won. This is a Notre Dame team that lost 10 players to the NFL. They have a new starting quarterback. And Florida State has 17 starters returning. A lot of confidence there for that Florida State team to get things right this season. Look, I don't know if Florida State's going to win this game, but I think more importantly, they will keep it close and keep it within a touchdown. I like Florida State. Uh, to win. That's at minus 122. Excuse me, Florida State plus seven and a half. All right, my third pick here on Splash Some Cash. We were just talking about soccer. We were talking about USA against Canada. I'm not talking about USA Canada on Splash Some Cash. I think that's, that's a close one. I would roll with, uh, with USA there, but I don't know. What am I confident about? The Mexican national team. It, it kills me to say it. it but the Mexico team is freaking nasty. They got so many talented players. They go against Costa Rica. That's the game I'm looking at. Probably two of the top four teams in CONCACAF play tonight with Mexico against Costa Rica. But Mexico is so good that I think not only will they win, they'll win by more than one goal. So that's at plus 200 for Mexico to win by two or more goals. All right? Double your money up on Mexico. Costa Rica will keep it close, but Mexico will score in the second half, and they'll get another late goal when Costa Rica pushes men forward and tries to score. Mexico is looking to take a huge lead in the group, and another three points, six points in two games would give them that huge edge over America. And I think they need that edge. They've got Andreas Guadardo, who's the little beast, I call him. He makes plays all over the field. I expect to see Rodolfo Pizarro in the lineup. He's a big-time playmaker for them. And Rogelio Funes More has been scoring goals for them at striker left and right. I like Mexico to win 3-1 or 2-0 in my opinion. I love that bet. Plus 200 on Mexico. Splash some cast. I keep saying cast like it's a like it's a broken wrist. Splash some cash. Win it fast. 
with Adam Epstein here on 106.7 The Fan. Just to recap for you guys, if I was talking too quick for the audience out there, I'm all in on Tiafo to win tonight in his U.S. Open match at 7 p.m. I like Florida State to cover 7.5 points, all right, with a, with plus 7.5 points to uh, defeat Notre Dame, and I like uh, Mexico over Costa Rica tonight in CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers. That splashed some cash with Adam Epstein here on 106.7 The Fan. I saw Adam Sandler was in the video. But also you had like Michael Beasley, Trey Young. I mean, you had a ton of NBA superstars playing basketball with Adam Sandler. Basically a dream of mine. Uh, but I thought it was funny because Shaquille O'Neal then was qu- commented uh, uh, and said, Adam Sandler's legit. Not pro-legit, but he's definitely LA Fitness 24-hour fitness legit. He's a great facilitator. And it's just so funny because in this little clip I saw, Adam Sandler's like going downfield. He's like dapping up the big man after they score. And he's like, he looks like he's four foot three when he's on the court with these big NBA players. And it's just so funny. He must be a pass first point guard when he's with those guys. Uh, But uh, did you see the clip, Sean? It's like every few months we see a clip of Adam Sandler playing basketball with Big-time ballers. I did not see that clip, but I have seen Adam Sandler play basketball. He's really good. Like you say, he's a good facilitator with a nice jump shot. Got a nice jump shot. I don't think he could really go to the basket and and finish (laughs) on anyone, but if you leave him open in the corner, he could knock it down. Um, I haven't seen any Adam Sandler movies recently, but I did rewatch Uncut Gems. Uh, Have you seen Uncut Gems? Really good movie. Yeah, dude, the second time I watched it, I liked it so much more. I was saying that to my wife as well. Like, the second time watching it, I really enjoyed it even more. I enjoyed it the first time, but the second time watching it, I even enjoyed it even more because I knew, basically knew what was going to happen. Right. It's like you knew knew it was at the end of the cupcake, so you wanted to continue eating it. But uh, with with my second watching of it, the first time I was complaining because I didn't think the bad guys were tough enough. Then I realized the second time that I watched it, they almost killed him in the first scene. And then, spoiler alert, he doesn't really live to make the second movie. So, so by the end of the first time, the second time I'm watching it, I loved it. And uh, it was fun to see him in a, uh, uh, like a, like a serious role. I just thought it was cool how, like, some of the, um, wouldn't even call them actors because they were, like, real life, you know, people. Like KG. Like, yeah, KG, the uh, guys that were, like, drowning him. They were, like, real-life, like, mobsters. Oh, yeah. The guys that were, uh, the guy that kept begging him for money, like, where's my money? Where's my money? He was a real-life person that sells and buys things. Really? They were, like, they wasn't real actors. Wow. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know about that. But I do know it's it's directed by the Safdie brothers, and uh, they, they've got some really good movies. One thing, in, one movie in particular that I think people sleep on that they've done is Good Time on Netflix. That's Robert Pattinson, and it's the it's a similar type of movie where the entire movie somebody's chasing after you. It's like it's like high intense, high stakes film. I think you should check that out. Good time on Netflix, and Robert Pattinson, obviously from uh, what is the what are the Hunger Games? No, he wasn't Twilight. That's Twilight, where he's from. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's the new Batman, right? I think he is the new Batman. And speaking of uh, comic book movies, uh, the MCU new movie Shang Chi came out. Is that Shang Chi? Shang Chi? Did I say it right? I think it's Shang Chi. I hope Shang- I'm saying it right. And you saw the movie? I saw it yesterday. I All right, should know the name of it. Here we go. Here we go. My man Sean Summers, your official review. I'll give it. We'll be doing out of ten or out of five. It's your review. Your your rules. I'm giving it a four and a half out of five. Wow. How do you compare it with some of the other solo films like like Black Panther and Doctor Strange? I'll say it has the most action. Like wow. you know how usually the first movies it's like. Long, drawn out, you know, this is how it happens. This is what's going to happen pretty much. Yeah. Less action, just more so backstory. This, this was one, less backstory. Less, it had backstory, but it was a lot of action. Really? Like the whole way through a lot of action. I love action. Let me ask a couple questions without giving spoilers. Is Samuel Jackson in the movie? No. No Samuel! Damn it! All right, hold on. Hold on. Uh, where, is the timing of the movie, is it after Thanos has snapped? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. That's a big one. That's a big one. Um, is like Wanda Maximoff in it? Is Scarlett Johansson in it? Are there any other MCU characters in it? There are other MCU characters in it. Can you drop one, or is that a spoiler? I, I 
think you, it's going to be spoiled because it's going to open up a whole. Yeah. Okay. So I I did not see. Um, so you off the air. What's the What's the movie that came out right before that though? Uh, the Scarlett Johansson one. Black, uh, Black Widow. Widow. I have I not didn't, seen that one. Okay, yet. I haven't seen that either because that was going to be my next question. Uh, so here's okay. I got a good question for you. So everyone loved Loki, right? I thought it was a fantastic series. He messed up the uh, multiverse at the end of that movie by killing Kang the Conqueror, who's then going to come back and be the new Thanos. He's going to be the new bad guy. I think all my Marvel comic book nerds understand that. Is uh, is their multiverse uh, apparent in this movie? Yes. Ooh, this is sounding really good. This is sounding. So you saw it in theaters. Saw it in theaters. How was how was that experience getting back? It was to the good. Theater? I was a little hesitant at first. My wife and I were a little hesitant at first, but luckily it wasn't that many people there, and where we were able to sit, you know, it's right by the exits. Yeah, you know, had a lot of space for ourselves. Did you get butter popcorn and all the good stuff? Butter popcorn. How do you how do you butter your popcorn? I saw a video the other day, blew my mind of somebody putting like a straw into their popcorn and then using the straw to get the butter in so it gets to the bottom. I have not seen that. I might try it, though, but I just normally just put the bag under the um <laughs> yeah. the, the butter machine. And let it spray. And just let it spray <laughs> and just, just shake the bag up. <laughs> A few little popcorns might spill over the bag, but I just, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Have you done anything extra like salt and pepper or Old Bay or anything like that? No. I have, though. I get it from my mother. Oh, yeah. She uh buys Raisinets. Uh-huh. Put the Raisinets, mix it with the popcorn. Lovely. Really? Delicious. Really? Get the salty, it's like a sweet and sour. Sweet, sweet and salty combination. It's amazing. Man. I was hesitant at first, but then, you know. Giving away your mom's recipe. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> That's awesome. Man, I, I definitely have to get out to the movie theater. Uh, I, I finished this book, Sean, that's really good. It was called The Cosmos. It's a old Car Carl Sagan wrote it. It's like a famous book from like 50 or 60 years ago. So much of it is true. I would say the biggest thing that I learned from that that I want people to focus on is whales and how whales communicate. Whales can talk. There could be a whale on the other side of the globe, Sean Whale and Adam Whale, right? And they're communicating with each other through sound waves that you know vibrate throughout the ocean millions of miles apart. They're on the other side of the globe. And they're able to be like, hey, man, did you watch the Cowboys game? Like, how amazing is that that whales can communicate it like that? And so I just I want to tell all the stupid people out there that went to Area 51 looking for aliens. Hey, focus your attention on whales. They're basically aliens. That's how little we know about them. Let's learn about the whales. Let's learn about some of the animals on this planet before we focus on trying to find aliens. Uh, you know what? I need I need to read a book about whales. I need a whaleologist to call into this show and and join AWOD Radio. Somebody that studies whales needs to hit me up at AWOD Radio because it blew my mind that they're able to communicate with sound waves around the globe. Like I mean, like imagine if we could communicate like that. It's like the, they got Twitter, but with but these whale songs. It's like. <laughs> Have you heard some of these I whale songs? I was about to ask you, have you seen like some of these TikTok videos where like these people in like kayak boats are like basically in the water and a whale, giant whale just pops up out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's just right by the kayak boat. And it's a huge splash <laughs> and it just minds his business and goes on about his way. Have you ever done, what is it, whale watching? No, I have done a, the closest thing to that was a dolphin encounter. Oh yeah. Go dolphins are also incredibly They're brilliant. Smart. Yeah. Right? I mean- it just blows my mind how there's, like, I don't want to say it's millions, but there's a huge group of people that are, like, obsessed with finding aliens. And it's just like, I wish there was a bigger group that was obsessed with learning about the damn animals on our planet that are super smart. Like, gorillas. I want to talk to gorillas. They're talking with us. They're telling us, hey, Americans and, and U.S. population, you're stupid for killing trees. They're telling us that sign, sign language. language. <laughs> right. Study I want to know. Animals. I learn more about squids too. They keep saying that there are bigger squids, like way down at the bottom of the ocean. Really? So the thing is, we can't go that far down. Right. That's the thing. We're trying to explore space, and uh, Virgin Galactic's going. Richard Branson's going to space. Let's go to the bottom of the damn ocean first, please. Let's learn more about Earth. When you first said whales, I was thinking you was talking about you know the country whales. <laughs> Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale. Hey, dude, he just had a hat trick, and they won today. I think oh, he wow. had like an 89th minute and a 90th minute goal. All right, let's continue this conversation here after the break. Maybe we could take some phone calls. Also, we'll talk about certified lover boy against Donda.
Drake and Kanye going head-to-head. Two albums released in the same week. Adam Epstein here on DC Sports Radio, 106.7 The Fan. Welcome back. DC Sports Radio, 106.7 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein. And we were just talking last segment about, you know, whales and dolphins being so smart here and, you know, I, how much I want to explore the ocean and I'm not really interested in, in exploring space. I, I, I'm hyped that they're going to space because I, I have the stock SPCE and I'm all in on, on Richard Branson's thing, but I would rather explore the ocean. And Todd tweets me and he says, I work on the bottom of the ocean looking for artifacts and shipwrecks and there's way more weird stuff down there than in space and so i started the hashtag explore earth not space <laughs> that's that's my bet here on 1067 the fan uh and and sean and i were talking about movies and, and stuff uh the, and books that we've seen and read recently uh sean i'm reading this book right now uh actually brock who uh produces on 980 you've met you know him uh, yo yo buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave me the book, uh, "The Hot Hand," written by Ben Cohen of the Wall Street Journal. And dude, it might be the most informative book I've ever read about just like sports and life. Uh, you've heard of the term "the hot hand," right? The term "hot hand" is referring to in basketball when you, if you make three shots in a row, right. you're on fire. And so the book kind of starts with uh, the guy that uh, that started the video game NBA Jams which became really popular because you make three shots in a row. He's on fire. Monster jam. Right. He's on or fire. He makes two in a row. He's heating up. Right? And th- so the book talks about how, yeah, you get the hot hand in basketball. Steph Curry did it in the garden. We scored 54 points. Uh, but it happens in life in other things, too. Even though it shouldn't be real because it's, it's random, there's just an assumption in humans that when you make a couple shots in a row or you have two good things in a row – you're kind of on fire. And we've seen that in uh, an example that they talk about in the book is William Shakespeare. A lot of people thought for years that he had, uh, you know, 10 books in five years. He did two books every year. But really, he did all of his books in about a year and a half span uh, during the plague when he had to lock himself in his room and he got the hot hand for writing plays. Uh, Rob Reiner, the director, got the hot hand in directing movies when it started with The Princess Bride, which is funny because The Princess Bride was made about three different times before that and it had failed every time. I heard that, yeah. Right? And then he made it, boom, big success. Uh, and so I'm really enjoying that book, and I always appreciate people to give me uh, book suggestions. You can tweet me at AWOD Radio if you have one for me. Uh, um, I, I, don't, I will spoil alert. I'm not reading these books. I'm not smart enough to process and read them. It takes me forever to read one page of a book. That's why I cheated my way through college. Uh, but I will tell you this: I can listen to it. So I, I, I like I listen on audio on the Audible app. And when I listen to books, I'm actually understanding them way better than when I read them. So I, I'm always looking for new Audible books uh, to listen to. Um, so I did want to tell uh, you guys, though, as we're talking about movies, Netflix, books, all that stuff, on my Netflix non-sports segment of the week here on The Fan, uh, I watched The Hobbit last night. So many similarities with The Lord of the Rings. Uh, not as good, if you've seen it, but still, seen it. Saw it, I thought it was excellent. Uh, there's a dragon in it, Smog, And I did hear, which is interesting, dragons will be a big part of the prequel Lord of the Rings Amazon series, which is great because... Uh, that was like the best part of Game of Thrones, right? It was when the dragons came and Game of Thrones became so great. I th- I'm hoping that Lord of the Rings can be like a Game of Thrones type show. They're putting millions of dollars into it, uh, and it's going to be a prequel, so it will include the dragons because the dragons all are dead by the time the Lord of the Rings takes place. How much of a Lord of the Rings nerd are you? Um, For me, I started out backwards. I didn't really care for the Lord of the Rings like that. I never saw it. At that at that time, mm-hmm. but then I saw the Hobbit, all the Hobbit movies. Yeah. So watching the Hobbit movies made me want to watch the Lord of the Ring movies. Oh, so, so then you went back. And I watched went those. backwards and watched the Lord of the Ring movies. <laughs> so you kind of like watched it in the correct order. It's like pretty much a yeah. lot of kids today <laughs> that are going to end up watching Star Wars to say that, yeah. one to nine when you should go four, five, six, one, two, three, and then you should probably skip seven and eight and nine, <laughs> especially nine. Damn it. I can't believe they made uh, my girl bad at the end. Yeah. I, it still pisses me off to this day. To this day. 
I mean, but whatever, whatever. How great was uh, Mark Hamill, though, in The Mandalorian? You saw that show? I saw that show. That finale. Oh, my goodness. Crazy. Crazy. So cool. Um, All right. But anyway, we wanted to switch things up here and also talk about the two albums that came out this week. Certified Lover Boy by Drake and Donda by Kanye West. Uh, Sean, what did you think of the albums? Did you stay up to midnight uh, for uh, both of the releases? No, I'm kind of an old man, so I... (laughs) Just caught it in the morning. Yeah. And I listened to both albums. They're pretty good. I like um, Certified Lover a little more than Donda. Yeah. So here's my thing. is The first time I listened to Donda, I didn't make it through the whole track list. And I was kind of bored of it. And I, I look, I like a lot of the old Kanye gospel music stuff. It just it didn't have... Sometimes some of the other people he gets in it are like banging. Like they're booming off the charts and they're, there's must-listen-to moments, right? And it's not right. always the Kanye verses. It's usually his choruses that get me. The features. Right? The features. Like, uh, graduation. Every chorus in that is so great. Uh, but then my second time listening to it, I actually enjoyed it a lot more. Uh, but Certified Lover Boy, uh, I stayed up till like 2 a.m. when he actually released it. And there's a lot of hits in that, man. It's it's just it's great, funny. Drake. It's one of my favorite albums from him. So that, that says a lot. Yeah. What do you think of the rivalry between the two? I saw an interview. I forgot what interview it was, but it was Drake. He's talking about how he has no problem with Kanye, and he just doesn't understand why Kanye has a problem with him. Right. But if if Kanye like says something in the track about him, he's going to respond back, <laughs> even though he has no problem with Kanye, because it's all about the sport of, of rapping. Yeah, I guess that. But... uh. Yeah, I mean, speaking of rappers having beef, Drake famously had beef with Pusha T. Uh, and I, I have to give a shout-out to a local guy and a kid I went to high school with, and he also listened to the show, Cam Wells, who uh, got a shout-out from Pusha T. He's a rapper. He moved to California, and uh, Pusha T shouted him out as one of like the young up-and-comers. I thought that was so dope. So shout-out to my boy, Cam Wells, who shout-out for getting a shout-out by Pusha T. Uh, But anyway, I wanted to uh, tell you guys how much I'm looking forward to the NFL season. And basically, my biggest thing is I'm so ready to watch Red Zone again. Like, every year after the season, I kind of forget how much... Because it's like during Washington games, I'm only watching that game. But really, bye weeks are my favorite because then I can just watch Red Zone for so many hours. And it's it's just... I Like, I don't know why the NBA hasn't tried to copy it. Or baseball. Like... Or even soccer. Like, the red zone is just so damn fun to watch, man. I don't know. Every year, they do something to make it even more better. They enhance it every year. So I'm lo- so looking forward to next Sunday watching red zone. Um, and I think I think there's two teams I'm looking forward to watching most this year that isn't Washington. I think Washington's going to have a good year. I'm going to say nine wins. I'm going over eight and a half, and I think we make the playoffs. But the two teams not named the Washington football team look forward to watching are the Cleveland Browns, because I liked them a lot last year, and I like how everyone poo-poos on the Browns. I like supporting them. Uh, and then the second team is, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing Matthew Stafford with the LA Rams. For some reason, I've loved Matt Stafford uh, since he came out of Georgia as a gunslinger, and he was just screwed in the city of Detroit, Detroit that you know he had Calvin Johnson, Megatron, and they never could go on a deep playoff run. So it's so good to finally see him on a team that I think is going to be good. And I also, I, I don't know about you, Sean, I root for Sean McVay. All the time, but I know that's probably frowned upon upon, frowned upon by, <laughs> by Washington football team fans. Washington football team Because he, he's the one that got away. You know, he's the girlfriend that's now taking IG photos with, you know, NBA right. players. And you're like, damn it, I had a shot at her in college. If I hadn't taken her with the, to the tiki bar, it was the worst place for a date. <laughs> You're listening to AWOD Weekend Radio here on 106.7 The Fan. Thanks to my guest for hopping on the show, Brendan Shapiro, who was on Survivor 36. That was a really cool conversation we had about the Washington football team because he's local and the TV show Survivor, which gets started again in two weeks. And DC United's uh, center back, the leader of the team from the defensive perspective, Stephen Birnbaum, called into the show and so we've got a big one tonight for the U.S. men's national team against Canada at 8 p.m. I'm hoping Christian Pulisic is back in the lineup. Sean, you haven't heard anything on Twitter yet whether or not he's ready because he had COVID and he missed the last game at El Salvador. Yeah, I have not seen anything yet, but I'm 
definitely going to be on the lookout for. Yep, absolutely. I know that's your boy. I know that's boy. That's my boy. That's my dog, <laughs> man. He plays for Chelsea too. Uh, I was crushed when he got COVID, and he's vaccinated, and he's been out two plus weeks. It's it's killing me here, but I understand it. You know, uh, you got to work your way back into the lineup, and you, and you gotta you gotta play. You gotta get on the training pitch, and so hopefully he can play uh, tonight. So at AWOD Radio is where you can find me on all so, all social media platforms. Uh, I'm not on next week, but hopefully hopefully you can uh, catch the show next time I post about it on AWOD Radio. And I want to give a big shout out to the show Bet MGM tonight. It's the show that I'm video producing for Odyssey, and you can catch that on all of the Odyssey uh, streaming services. And also, you can watch us on Twitch and on YouTube. Twitch.tv slash BetQL. If you think the graphics look cool, that's your boy. If you think uh, the crawler on the bottom, the lower third looks cool, that's your boy AY. All right. If you think the wacky and goofy uh, full screen graphics where I, I put. Uh, I put our boy Ryan, the host of the show, on Aaron Rodgers' body. I put Quentin Mayo's face on Bradley Beal's body. If you think that stuff's funny, that's your boy Adam Epstein. So check out BetMGM tonight from 7 to 11 p.m. on the Odyssey app on Twitch. Also, I would like you guys to watch it on Twitch. If you want to support me, watch it on Twitch. And you can comment and message with me on Twitch throughout the show. Thanks to everyone for listening. Take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.